Are you active on Instagram and want to grow a real organic following of people that are engaging with your account? Well, getting more Instagram followers can open the door for sponsorships and it can establish yourself as an authority in your industry. Click the first link down below in the podcast description to sign up for my free Instagram growth hack training, where I go over the strategies that I used to grow an Instagram account to over 100,000 followers and how I sold the account for a profit. So these are the exact strategies that I use to grow Instagram accounts and make real money through sponsorships through the Instagram platform. Click that first link down below in the show notes to sign up for the free Instagram training. Now let's get into the podcast. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning into the Marketing Edge podcast. Wherever you're at, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I want you to know that we have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about how to get started actually making content and making a difference in your industry, whether you're a coach, consultant, real estate agent, real estate investor, wholesaler, mortgage broker, whatever you are, we're going to get you start making content so you can earn more money this year, uh, whether you're doing it as a side hustle or if you want to quit your job and do this full time like myself, this uh, podcast episode, we're going to go over how to get started making uh, content for all social media platforms and getting more leads and more business through content marketing. Before we get started, check out the link tree. It's the first link down below. It's going to have a link to all the tra free trainings that I have to offer. So we're going to be going over Instagram. I have a free Instagram training. If you want to grow a following on Instagram, especially if you're in the real estate industry, but even if you're not, this training, it's short, it's to the point, and it's the best way to engage with people on Instagram. So if you want to grow a following on Instagram, regardless of your niche, uh, you want to check out that training. So click the link tree. It's the first link in the podcast description. And you want to click that. It will take you to my link tree. And then you want to click the Instagram training. You'll see it. It's on the second heading. It says Instagram training, free Instagram training. So just click that. It's going to take you to a video about what you're going to learn in the training. Uh, then you just hit download and then you get started with the training. It's only about 15 minutes and it goes over everything you need to know about growing a following on Instagram legit without paying for likes, without paying for followers. Um, you just learn how to engage with other accounts and everything that you need to know about how to grow a following on Instagram. So click the link tree down below. Let's get into the podcast. So what we're going to be discussing on this podcast is why creating content with content marketing is so important. Um, that's the main thing we're going to go over because if you're not familiar with content marketing, it's the best way to kind of grow a following and it doesn't cost any money, which we're going to get into in a little bit. We're also going to go over the benefits of content marketing. So obviously content marketing, if we're talking about it, it's obviously important, but what are the actual benefits? Because you may have heard of content marketing. You may not have, um, even if you have content marketing is kind of misunderstood. It, it means a lot of things. It can be a lot of different things. It can be a lot of different social media platforms. So content marketing, we're just kind of going to unpack what content marketing is and how you can kind of do content marketing. And then of course, the benefits of doing content marketing for yourself, or if you want to do it for clients. Now, we are going to also cover the drawbacks of content marketing, because believe it or not, content marketing does have some drawbacks that you should at least consider before getting started. Now, I'm never going to say don't like the, the drawbacks don't outweigh the benefits, but you just want to be aware of the drawbacks so you have realistic expectations, which we're going to go over. Then we're also going to just touch on how to create a content marketing strategy because all these concepts are well and good. But if you don't actually have an actionable plan of creating a content marketing strategy, well, it's going to be hard to get started. So I want to give you an actionable plan, how you can get started, how to find which platforms are best suited for your niche and your business. And then we're also going to go over, again, the best platforms to get started with. So here's again where you want to check out that link tree and the Instagram training. 
I might actually just leave a link right to the Instagram training if you want to check that out because it is honestly typically the best platform to get started with is Instagram and it's the easiest one to just start a new page and grow a following. So check out that Instagram training once again. It's in the link tree and it's going to be a link down below. Um, then we're going to move on and how to actually scale your content marketing business because content marketing, um, you know, it is time consuming, which is another thing we're going to go over. And because it's so time consuming, you basically need to delegate eventually. And then you can scale your content marketing business where you have basically a full social media department and whatever you want to offer, typically video services. Um, you can kind of just make a team and then have it run itself. I'll learn, teach you how to automate your business um, so you can scale it and then eventually step away and maybe even sell your business down the line. So let's get right into things. So we're going to start with why creating content marketing, creating content with content marketing is so important and some of the benefits that you get from content marketing. So first, content marketing is totally free, uh, except for if you want to like invest in like your gear or other software. Generally speaking, content marketing is free. It doesn't cost any money to, you know, upload a video. Uh, it may cost, you know, your time, um, which is actually a, a big consideration uh, that because content marketing is free, um, it is pretty time consuming. So something to consider. Now, content marketing is also scalable because like I said, you can start with content marketing and I recommend you do the content marketing before you like outsource it. Um, so I've been doing my own content marketing for a long time and it makes sense for me to start outsourcing. But if you're just getting started creating content, you probably will want to like do it all yourself per se, and kind of just get to know it, like before you can teach others how to do it, you should at least do it for yourself a little bit, um, in my opinion. But once you do it for yourself and you teach others how to do it, again, you can start to delegate these content marketing tasks, and uh, it's just really easy once you get it set up and once you get it automated. So you also don't have to rely on paid ads. So a lot of, I guess you could say, internet gurus or whatever, like these entrepreneur guys, um, they rely on paid ads and basically just like pumping like Facebook and Instagram ads and just spending a lot of money on it. But with content marketing, at least content marketing that I do, um, you don't have to rely on these paid ads because if you do rely on paid ads, the only way to really scale your paid ads is to just spend more. And if your ad account gets banned, which happens, um, or your ads like get taken down or flagged for whatever reason, even if it's uh, warranted or not, um, then you will basically, you know, not be able to reach your target customers anymore because you you relied on paid ads. So I'm a big believer in organic content marketing, which again, it's free. Typically it's scalable and um, you don't have to rely on paid ads once again. So it's also one of the best ways to build a loyal audience online. Um, because content marketing, specifically like on social media, um, Instagram, people seem to do it very well on Instagram, um, especially like niche type, like little uh, designers, like kind of like niche, I guess for girls, like um, like bathing suits, like these these uh, businesses, they do well on Instagram, these types of like those, yeah, like the, the bathing suits, the clothing, like they just have like the models and they just wear the clothing. So it does well on Instagram. So they build like a loyal audience, especially like these, I guess it's like women in these like types of like clothing. They follow like the clothing brands, ones like Fashion Nova. And it's just a really good way that they build the loyal audience. Now you can build a loyal audience in many other kind of like niches, like real estate. Um, if you're like an authority in real estate, you'll have a loyal audience that maybe the, if you post like your listings or if you post about an open house, you know, maybe they're more likely to actually engage with it and, you know, become a member of your audience and maybe even your sphere. Um, so 
again, a loyal audience, the reason you want to build a loyal audience is because you can monetize that audience down the line if you wish. Uh, you don't have to, of course, if you just want to, you know, just engage with your audience and not really make money off of it, that's totally fine as well. But it's just nice having a loyal audience that you can connect with. You know, you can ask questions, you can talk to your audience, and your audience members are going to be really happy to engage with you, especially if you're like, you know, the the guy, essentially, if you're the authority and you have a loyal audience, like they'll be, they're going to be happy to engage with you. And it's just a really cool spot to be in. So you can also use your content cross-platform. So basically when I talk about content, I highly recommend investing in video content, specifically just Instagram reels and like TikTok, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels. It's like all the same thing, this short form content. Um, is really being pushed by basically every social media platform because of TikTok. Um, I'd say because of TikTok. I mean, they were really the first to like shake up and like really have the short form content. And people just love that. Their attention spans are just getting short and they just love the short form. So that's just, it just looks like that's the way it's going. So you need to produce these reels. I just call them reels, but again, YouTube shorts, TikToks, whatever you want to call them, the 60 minute and under, I'm sorry, 60 second and under, um, these videos is what is kind of in style. So this is what you got to start creating content for. So it's also really good for retaining your audience. And because retaining your audience, if you, someone like sees you on Instagram or you run like a paid ad and they see you one time, you're not necessarily going to retain those people. So if people find you organically and like they search for the things that you're making content about, um, it's a better way just to retain your audience because they're more likely to like stick with you because they're kind of like a warm audience. They were looking for something that you offer. They found you. And now, you know, it's just easier to retain that audience and keep them as loyal um, customers possibly down the line. So moving on, it also gives you higher profit margins because running paid ads, obviously it reduces your profit margins because you're spending money. Um, so if you have higher profit margins, that means you basically get to keep more of the money at the end of the month, the year, whatever, when it comes time to like pay taxes. If you have higher profit margins, you keep more money. Essentially, that's what profit margin is. And because content marketing generally doesn't cost too much, maybe just some time and some software tools and maybe like a video camera or whatever, a microphone. Um, otherwise, it can really just increase your profit margin because it doesn't really cost a lot of money. So uh, in that same vein, it kind of can... In increase your conversion rate as well. Um, so if you retain your loyal audience and maybe you sell products to them down the line, um, just content marketing will give you a higher conversion percentage. So we're going to move on and actually go over the drawbacks of content marketing because you typically don't see results right away. And this is the probably like the biggest, I don't know, misconception. I don't know if you want to call it a misconception, but I guess people don't really understand that content marketing is a time investment and you typically, again, don't see the results right away. So yeah, that's just kind of the way that social media works. If you're just getting started, um, you have zero followers and you have to, um, you know, build your profile if you want to like start on Instagram, like I recommend. And again, check out that Instagram training, click the first link down below. It's the link tree, or there will be a link just to the Instagram training. And uh, again, click that link to the Instagram training. I'll show you how to build a loyal following on Instagram. And so, yeah, again, even if you're posting consistently, you don't really see results right away, typically with content marketing. So you just need to be prepared for that. That's all I'm kind of, that's my point is just to be prepared that you will not really see the results right away. Now, because like a lot of the authorities in your industry, like they've been doing this for five, 10 years and you're just getting started. So you honestly, you can't really expect to just make it to the top, at least right away. 
um, you have to build, you know, you have to set that foundation and you have to build your house, you know, like you build a home, you build a home from the ground up. So you have to, you know, build the foundation, start building it from the ground up. You know, you gain some momentum, you get better at your content marketing skills, you get better at shooting video, and then you will see the results over time. But again, the authorities in your industry just think like the authorities in my industry is like nerd wallet um bank rate like these high authority websites and they've been doing it for i think 10 plus years and nerd wallet it's a public company they release all of their income on online and uh so nerd wallet they've been doing it for so long so if i'm just getting started and i'm competing with nerd wallet i mean there is it's just it doesn't happen overnight and if you stick with it um, you have a better chance of making it happen. So we're going to move on again. Another drawback is to content marketing is that it's time consuming. Um, so like content marketing, video production, shooting videos, planning videos, planning podcasts, writing scripts, interviewing people, it all takes a lot of time, honestly. And if you're the CEO and you have a lot of other parts of your business that you need to run and you need to take care of, yeah, it may be difficult. Um, so you have to understand that content marketing, you have to do it by yourself in the beginning. Like I mentioned, you have to do it alone. You have to go at it alone, produce the content. Now I understand that you have to make ends meet because um, like if you are working a job, maybe you're doing this as a side hustle, you probably have limited time to work on, you know, this business. So you have to really prioritize your time, but honestly you have to weigh the different pros and cons and see if content marketing if it makes sense to do focus on content marketing right now for your business, because a lot of you probably do have limited time. Like you don't have all the time in the world probably. So you should consider, you know, what is the best use of your time? Um, if you're doing like consulting or maybe if you're a freelance writer, you may want to focus on like getting more freelance writing clients before doing content marketing, because again, it is time consuming, um, but it is necessary. So if you can't do it, you know, I would do it to start at least. And then you would want to look into hiring someone down the line. So again, time consuming, but it's doable and you can delegate down the line. Um, another drawback and not so much of a drawback, but just something I wanted to mention is that you will need a steady stream of new ideas. Um, if you are going to be creating content, especially like video content, you probably should plan like your scripts out ahead of time or at least a general topic of what you're going to say um, on the on your YouTube shorts or the reels. And yeah, so you will just need to keep con continually coming up with new ideas. And that's why it's good to have like a team. Uh, so they, you can brainstorm ideas or honestly, you can even use chat GPT. So if you don't know what chat GPT is quick sidebar, um, chat GPT is an artificial intelligence, machine learning, kind of like language model, I think they call it. And basically you can enter something into chat GPT, like kind of like how you enter something into Google and Google gives you an output. It's similar to that where you give it a query, it's called. So you just type something in, it's a query, you hit enter, and then ChatGPT responds to you and will basically spit out an answer depending on what you ask it or what you want it to do. So ChatGPT, the reason I bring it up is that ChatGPT can actually generate new ideas for you. So if you want to learn how to actually use ChatGPT, maybe you've heard of it, but you've never really used it, or maybe you have tried it and you didn't really, you know, use it to its full potential in your opinion. Well, I have a free training on chat GPT as well. So again, it's in the link tree, or I'm going to just leave a link down below to the chat GPT training. It's kind of similar to the Instagram training, but I just show you 
just a quick, I think this one's a 40 minute training and it's pretty in depth on how to use chat GPT. Um, so you're going to want to click the link tree or the link down below to the chat GPT training. It's going to show you everything you need to know about chat GPT and how you can use it um, to, yeah, like, like I said, come up with new ideas um, or you could use it for a variety of different other purposes um, that can help you make money and help automate your business. So you're going to want to click that link down below in the description for the chat GPT training. But again, coming back to the drawbacks of content marketing, if you aren't really all that creative yourself or you don't really think you're like have a creative like mind, um, you probably will just need help coming up with new ideas. Um, but what I recommend if you have like an idea, like sometimes I just have ideas like during the day when I'm not really at my desk or not really like working and I need a way to like write down these ideas. Like typically ideas for videos or ideas for podcasts, I just write them down in the notes on my phone. So anytime like I have an idea, maybe I'm walking like around the city or I'm at the gym um, or something like that and I have an idea, I just need to pull out my phone and just write it down instantly because like especially if you have like ideas like at night, sometimes I have ideas at night when I'm trying to go to sleep. I need a way to write these ideas down because they could be, you know, valuable content, new video content. So you kind of just need a way to write it down. So if you do have you know, trouble coming up with the new ideas, again, chat GPT, try that training and it'll help you come up with new ideas for a variety of different things. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on. Another drawback of content marketing is that you need to commit to a schedule. Um, if you can't commit to a schedule, even if it's like once a week, uh, once a week, I mean, for podcasts, that's okay. But honestly, if you wanna do reels and like short form content, you will need more than once a week. Ideally, every other day, honestly, you really need to prioritize and make a lot of video content. Um, but the best thing about, um, you know, creating content is that you can do a lot of this in one sitting and it's called batching your content. If you batch your content, you can film everything, maybe like, say, on a Sunday. Um, like for me, I, I tend to go home on like Sundays and, you know, see my parents. And if we're watching football or whatever it might be, I usually go home on Sundays and because I'm home on Sundays, I usually film a lot of the content for the week at least. Um, depending on how much content I film, it could space it out over the month. So I could film everything on one Sunday, maybe spend three or four hours filming um, just on a Sunday during the day. And then I have content for sometimes the next month or even more. Um, so you can batch it and I highly recommend you do because if you just try to like film one every day like you need to basically batch your content otherwise it gets too difficult if you're managing other parts of your business uh, you have to just like just carve out like one day or at least come up with some type of system where you're not just like you wake up and you need to film one today you don't need to film one tomorrow but then you need to film like the next two days you need to just batch your content and if you don't that's just what i recommend just commit to a schedule batch your content um, and then that's the best way to get started but again the drawback is that you need to commit so if you can't content marketing is not going to work for you and so again yeah that's something to to really note if you can't commit to a schedule or if you do commit to a schedule but then you fall off the, the train basically like fall off track um it's not going to work and you're just going to probably keep running in like a like a hamster wheel where you just keep trying to create content you stop because other things get in the way and then you try to pick it back up again and i've been through this so i understand um, but i'm really trying to batch my content and it's been super helpful and um, yeah, it's just been really helpful. So I recommend batching the content. Now, we're gonna touch on that because there's really no monetary investment in content marketing itself. Again, if you're doing like, 
you know, camera gear, microphone, that will be a monetary investment, but typically content marketing itself doesn't cost money. So, but there is still a cost. The cost is your time and your time, especially if you're running, you know, a, a business that's producing, you know, money, uh, your time is money. So is your time spent, you know, liking photos on Instagram? Is that the best time, you know, that you should spend? Um, you know, your time is so limited. Do you want to spend it on, you know, engaging with people on Instagram? Probably not. So you just have to know that it is a time investment, especially in the beginning. Uh, you're going to need to do it yourself again, in my opinion. So we're going to move on how to create a content marketing strategy. So we talked about the the benefits, the drawbacks. Now we're actually going to get into the meat and potatoes of how to create a content marketing strategy. So the first thing you want to do is determine your niche. And by the time you're listening if you're listening to this video hopefully you have your niche uh whether it's real estate finance cryptocurrency uh you know gaming whatever your niche is you do need to determine it um, before you start making content honestly you need to know who your target audience is um, like who are you trying to get in front of even if you're not trying to sell anything um, you need to determine a niche. And even if you're just a public figure and you just have like a personal Instagram or personal social media, you still need to kind of just know who you're marketing to if you want to use social media for business. Um, if you don't really want to use it for business, then this is kind of all out the window, but we're talking about content marketing. So again, determine your niche and then you have to see what platforms lend um, themselves well to like your content. So yeah, for, I, I want to do an example. My, I have a client who runs a dog training business. And so this content, they have a lot of dogs, you know, on the premises, they, they manage uh, a lot of dogs for their training and then their boarding as well. So they have a lot of content with dogs and people love dog content, uh, especially on like Facebook and Instagram. So this is a case where we are actually focusing on Instagram and Facebook pretty much exclusively. Like it doesn't make sense for the dog training business to advertise on LinkedIn. Like it really only makes sense for Facebook and Instagram and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, they're very good for this dog training business because the dog training business, um, it's pretty, it's low ticket. So it doesn't really cost all that much like to get your dog. Like it's not like a thousand dollars or a thousand plus, like it's relatively low ticket. I mean, maybe dog training could be a couple hundred. I don't know, but it's relatively low ticket and it's relatively easy to acquire a new customer for them, especially if someone's engaging with content about the dogs and it's just very easy to get them leads. Um, now converting leads, that's another story, but we've been pretty successful in getting them some leads, um, which is all you can really ask for. Not every lead converts. But with the dog training business, uh, again, this lends itself very well to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, but not necessarily for Twitter or LinkedIn. So if your niche, say your niche is real estate, real estate is a good one to be in. Uh, but Instagram is the best one for real estate. So again, I want to you know let you know again, if you haven't checked out the Instagram training, especially if you're in the real estate industry, um, if you're not in the real estate industry, you still want to check out the Instagram training because you'll learn everything you need to engage with people on Instagram and grow your accounts. <clears throat> so Instagram is really the best for real estate. So check out the link in the link tree and down below. It's the Instagram training. Again, a 15 minute training. It doesn't cost anything. It's totally free. 
and um, check that training out. It's going to really help you on Instagram. But getting back to real estate, um, like real estate, engaging with other realtors and like posting photos of like your listings is perfect for Instagram and Facebook groups and just Facebook in general. But if you have like a new listing, you can post it in Facebook groups and you can see um, if people are interested, you can get leads that way. Um, which is pretty effective. And you can also engage with other people on Facebook groups as well. Um, if you're creating content, maybe you have a podcast and you could have people on as guests. Uh, guests, that's a great way to do it. Uh, and then it also cross promotes your content if you have guests on your platform um, because they'll probably tell their friends and then their friends are going to listen. And it just kind of snowballs from there. So you, again, determine your niche, find out what platforms are good for your niche. Um, for example, again, like LinkedIn might not be suitable for a lot of whatever you're, you know, trying to trying to advertise. So this is where on these mediums of these places where you want to focus on, like the the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, this is where you're going to share your content with people in your niche. And this is like where this is where your content marketing efforts are going. And you, again, you need to uh, commit to the schedule, batch your content, and then start just start producing your content on these platforms. And again, I stress that if you don't stick with the schedule, uh, it's not going to work. So it is going to be a struggle. But again, if you batch your content, um, you're going to be in good shape because that's the best way to do it. So next, we are just going to emphasize you just have to start. You just have to get started because a lot of people, they want to, you know, get started. You know, they want to build an online presence. You know, they want to get, you know, subscribers on YouTube and followers. They want to do all these things, um, but they never really get started. So if that sounds like you, I want you to be someone who actually does get started. And if you listen to basically all, you know, these experienced YouTubers and just people with like big followings on YouTube specifically, all of them, especially Mr. Beast, if you know Mr. Beast, he has like, I don't even know, 200 million followers or whatever on uh subscribers on youtube and he said this is literally what he said he said that your first couple videos specifically like instagram reels and youtube videos like your first couple pieces of content um, honestly they're gonna suck because even mine did too if you look back in the archive of this podcast and also on my youtube channel uh, my content was not great um, like it wasn't like horrible, but like you could tell the production, like it was cheap. I didn't have a lot of like, you know, really good gear. The audio was off. You know, I was using like the webcam on my computer. Now I have like a 1080p webcam. So just over time, you're going to get better and better and you're going to just upgrade. But the point is that you just need to get started. If you have an iPhone, uh, you can get started or even just a reg not an iPhone, just a smartphone. If you have a smartphone that shoots video, um, relatively good quality video, then you can get started. And honestly, there's no excuse. You just have to get over that fear, like that people are going to see your content and what are they going to think of you? Because honestly, when you're just starting in the beginning, no one's going to see your content. <laughs> That's like the point. So you're like, if you're afraid that people are going to see your content and like, I don't know, judge you or like make fun of you or think differently of you, no one's going to see it, first of all, unless you tell people. Um, like if I didn't tell, you know, my friends about, you know, my podcast, they probably wouldn't be listening and unless they heard it from someone else. So again, just start making the content, just start, you just have to get started. And again, like I didn't realize when I first started that I needed like a high quality microphone and I actually just only spent like 20 bucks and got like a cheap, like lapel microphone that like clips on. Um, but it made a big difference and it honestly, 
changed the audio. Um, it's a, a lot higher quality now. Hopefully you can tell that the audio is a lot better than before. Um, so you just, and then I also have like lighting. So I moved kind of like a, I don't know if you want to call it a studio, but like a, a home office, I guess you could say in my basement and it didn't have a light. Like the light was just broken. Um, so it was basically just a dark room. There was no natural light in this room. So I didn't really know how I was going to like, cause I want to film, that's going to be where I film podcasts and, um, like other video content, YouTube videos, Instagram reels. That's where I'm going to be filming a lot of this. So I didn't really know what I was going to do about the lighting and I wasn't sure if it was going to like even be possible to just basically light a dark room. I wasn't sure if it was possible. So I just bought these like panels um, for lights on Amazon and it lights up the room perfectly. Um, I just started, you know, I just filmed my first podcast on it yesterday and uh, it was awesome and I'm really happy with it. So my point is that your first videos are going to suck. You know, you're going to realize that you need to upgrade your equipment eventually, uh, which you will. And uh, you just need to get started again. You need to publish. And this is from Mr. Beast. He said you need to publish at least 50 videos or like 50 vi uh, pieces of content um, before you can really expect to see any results. So if you haven't gotten to that 50 videos um, or 50 like reels or other pieces of content typically involving video, uh, if you haven't gotten there yet, well, you're going to need to at least get to the 50 videos before you can really expect to see any results and before you can really like kind of like compare and see, you know, what your results are really looking like, you have to get to that 50 videos because during that 50 videos, again, you're going to realize the things you're doing well, the things you can improve on. And then each time you create a video or like a reel or whatever type of piece of content, it just gets better and better and you just keep leveling up and you just keep improving. And you have to get to that 50 videos, in my opinion, and also in a lot of other people's opinion. Uh, you just have to get to that 50 videos um, and then you can reassess and see if it makes sense to keep uh, you know, investing. So then you do, again, invest in your recording gear and software because if you do want to be a professional, and I use this this kind of analogy with a lot of different things, but if you want to be a professional, you need to do and, you know, buy the things that the pros use. So like professional videographers, they use cutting edge digital tools. And if you want to, you know, try to make a name for yourself and try to compete, you know, with the bigger players, uh, you're going to need to eventually upgrade your equipment. Again, I wouldn't recommend um, like spending a lot of time and money upgrading your equipment in the very beginning, because again, you just need to get started. If you can just get started. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about upgrading any of your gear and your cameras and microphones. All I would recommend is just get a microphone, just a cheap one from Amazon, um, just like a USB or like a jack microphone where it plugs into like the headphone jack or like a USB-C or USB-A. Um, you can just plug it right into your computer. You can just film your podcast, film your reels. There's one that I actually use I'm actually using it right now and it works very well. It plugs into your iPhone. It's just like a, where the charger port goes. It just plugs in. And then this is a wireless mic that I'm actually using right now. And uh, it, it's pretty high quality sound, I think. I've, li I've listened back to it and I think it's really good. And this makes it so you can just film a podcast wherever you don't even need your computer. Um, you can download a software like Anchor. Um, I use Anchor. There's a lot of different competitors out there for uh, hosting your podcast, um, but they're all essentially the same. I like Anchor because it is uh, totally free, and I don't even think it's by Spotify. Anchor is by the makers of Spotify, and I don't even think you need a Spotify account to do Anchor for free. I don't believe you do. I think it's totally free, and 
the competitors, one of them is Buzzsprout. Um, I have heard of Buzzsprout, and I think I might have used them before. Maybe not for a podcast, um, but they are not free. I'm looking at their pricing right now, and it's they do have a free plan, but it looks like it's there's not really much to it. The other plan is $12 a month, which you'll probably need to get started with uh, if you want to maybe get started with the free version of Buzzsprout, but you're going to need to upgrade eventually. Um, so yeah, so if you want to get started, especially with podcasting, um, I would do Anchor just because again, it's free and I think it's just the best way to kind of get started with your podcast. Um, yeah, so then you'll invest with your recording software uh yeah track your podcast through anchor or some similar service and then you also want to keep going like you want to track your metrics over time but you want to not really obsess over like your metrics day in day out um like i am guilty of it too but i want to try to start like only really checking stats and like kpis key, uh, key performance indicators i don't really want to check the metrics like every single day and every single hour of every day I think it's more healthy to like check it like once a day or like once every other day, whatever you're checking. Like I check my podcast stats pretty frequently um, just because it's kind of crazy how, you know, viewership can kind of just spike um, for different reasons. And uh, so I do kind of, I'm guilty of it, but yeah, you don't want to obsess over your metrics and moving on. You don't want to compare yourself to other people, um, especially like authorities in your industry. So like I said, like NerdWallet is kind of like the authority in my industry. So it's kind of hard not to compare yourself, uh, you know, with your competitors. Um, but you need to learn not to because, uh, yeah, you just don't want to see like I see NerdWallet. They brought in $300 million in revenue last year. And I see that I don't want to compare myself to that because I'm not going to come close to $300 million in revenue. Now, that's not to say one day, maybe, you know, you never know where the business will be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Um, but you don't want to compare yourself, especially to like the big authorities in your industry, because you want to see what they're doing well and you can model that after what they're doing well. But then you want to focus on, you know, yourself, what you're doing for your business. You want to you can take what they're doing well. And that's actually a very good idea to do that, because I kind of do that. I see what other people are doing well when it comes to podcasting. And I kind of model after, you know, what they are doing and it's good to do that, but you don't want to compare yourself and your numbers and, you know, to their success, because in any niche, there's going to be established players, regardless of what your niche is. Uh, there's going to be people that are already established doing what you want to do essentially. So just don't compare yourself, just focus on yourself, focus on your business, focus on, you know, getting better every day, creating content and, uh, you know, you'll be fine. And if you keep going and you don't give up, and you keep getting better and better, uh, you know, I think that you're going to make it. Uh, I think everyone's going to make it if they just keep trying. Most people just give up. They just give up before that inflection point when in reality they could have just kept going for another month, two months, three months, and they would have been to where they want to be, but they just gave up. So if you think about all the people that kind of just give up like that, you know, don't be one of them is what my point is. So we're going to move on and we're going to learn how to scale your content marketing business because we went over everything about content marketing. We went over how to get started, how to determine which ones, which social media platforms to get started with. But how do you actually scale your content marketing business? Well, first, you're probably going to need to hire a virtual assistant, especially for like growing a following if you want to do like Instagram engagement. 
again, that Instagram training, it's the first link in the description. And you want to check out the Instagram training because I'll show you how to do it. And then you can also send this Instagram training to um, like the people you work with. If you hire a virtual assistant, uh, you can download it and you can send it directly to them so they can do everything that I teach of how to engage on Instagram. Uh, Instagram specifically. And so you can use the trainings if you sign up for the free training by using the link down below. Uh, you can send, again, send that training to your virtual assistants and then they can do all the work for you essentially. Now, the virtual assistants, I'd recommend starting on a website like Upwork. Um, Upwork is very good for finding like people for like virtual assistant jobs. Um, you'll basically have your pick of the litter. I've posted a virtual assistant job, like I need a VA a virtual assistant, they call it. I posted it and I got 200 proposals by freelancers on Upwork. So just think of that, 200 proposals. That's insane. Um, it's like, imagine if you're one of those 200 proposals, like it's, there's no shot that you're going to get picked, especially if you don't stand out, especially if you're new. I mean, if you're brand new and I got 200 proposals, I'm probably just going to thumb you down right away. I would want someone with at least some experience. Um, so my point is that you can hire a virtual assistant for about $5 an hour on Upwork, um, but you do need to give them clear guidelines, which is why you want to download that free Instagram training. And then you can give them the clear guidelines. You can watch that. You can create your own like uh, instructions and like standard operating procedures when it comes to, you know, engaging on social media. Um, so you need to give them the clear guidelines on what you need them to do. So if you're just doing Instagram engagement, um, by following that training in the link tree and the link down below. If you're doing that Instagram, um, then you can just show them to do that. Now, if you need them to do other things, um, there are other tasks that you can automate. Um, a lot of them has to do with like posting on social media, scheduling social media posts or appointment setting. Uh, appointment setting is actually very big and uh, a task that some virtual assistants offer. So basically they just like take over like your messages. If you have like uh, direct messages on Instagram or Facebook, they can just get into your direct messages and they can set appointments for you. Um, if you have them setting appointments with you or for you, it might be more than five an hour. I'm not really sure. You have to talk with the freelancers to basically talk about what comes with the $5 an hour or whatever you decide to pay um, because they might not do tasks that, you know, are more time consuming. It may just be like really basic tasks for your virtual assistant, but if you want to just get a VA and start to, you know, kind of delegate $5 an hour on Upwork, that's not bad. Um, and then you want to keep delegating until you have the reliable systems in place. So eventually, if you're like me, I mean, I don't want to, you know, continue to work 10, 12 hour days, 8, 10, 12 hour days. Um, you know, as I get older, I want to, you know, kind of put in the work now. And I know I need to put in the work now and kind of put in those, you know, eight, 10 hour days and just be consistent with it. And, but for me, I know I will want to like step away and that's why I'm setting up like some, um, like passive revenue sources. Cause I know I eventually, I don't want to really, um, you know, I want to like outsource. I want to kind of uh, automate my business. Um, kind of some principles that if you read the, the four hour work week, uh, by Tim Ferriss, he goes over a lot of different ways that you can like automate your business. Um, so that's what I kind of want to go for. And uh, that's what the, you know, I, that's my goal, I guess you could say. And so you want to keep delegating until you have those reliable systems. Um, and it's going to take a lot of work to create those reliable systems. Um, but it's not like hard work. You just have to, you know, be smart about it and just kind of be thorough if you're delegating like to other, other um, like virtual assistants or other people. 
Um, you just have to have those reliable systems and it takes time to do. So if you're like me, you may want to think about like stepping away from your business eventually. Um, that's not to say like next week or next month, but like, I don't know, think five, 10 years down the line. Um, so you want to, you know, put in the work now. Typically, if you're listening to this, you're probably in a place where you want to grow your business. And then you want to think about probably stepping away, automating your business, maybe get passive revenue from your business. So you kind of just like hire people under you to manage the business. And then you kind of just get a, you know, a cut. it's your business. Um, so you have equity in your own business, of course, and you can kind of just automate it. And if you want to do like passion projects, so like I know some uh, friends who, they enjoy making like videos and documentaries, um, but documentaries, some don't always pay the bills. So I know some of my friends, they want to, you know, do, you know, marketing, digital marketing now um, so they can, you know, get that passive revenue so they can film those documentaries, more of like a passion project. Um, so if that sounds like you, if you want to put in the work now and then reap the benefits later, well, this is, I think this is a great podcast for you to hear. So if you want to grow your business and think about exiting, so another thing you may hear is like an exit and an exit is basically just like when you sell your business or someone acquires your business. So that kind of goes with the passive revenue that I was just saying. If you want to exit, you know, you're going to have to put your business in a position where you can, you know, make an exit and sell your business potentially. But that's it, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the end of this podcast. Hopefully we will see you in the next one.